0: Greetings and welcome to episode 43 of the Prometheus Project Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of creativity. And I have to say, I think one of the most interesting areas of creativity is acting. And one of the reasons why is because, to me, it seems like it's basically playing make-believe. I'm not trying to oversimplify the art form. I know that acting takes a lot of work, a lot of practice, a lot of dedication. It's a job, too. (laughs) One of my favorite acting quotes is from Sir Michael Caine, the British actor. When asked why he appeared in so many movies over the years, he replied that he looked at acting as a job. So if someone offers him work, he's going to take it. He also admitted that this has also resulted in him acting in a lot of bad movies. But without regret, He also said something about that awful Jaws movie sequel he was in. I think it was Jaws the Revenge. (laughs) When asked about the movie, he said something along the lines of, I've never seen the film, but I've seen the house that it bought me, and it's quite lovely. But acting itself, the process, has always fascinated me. Maybe because I enjoyed playing make-believe when I was a kid, you know, pretending I was Spider-Man or Batman. Uh, maybe I was just had some superpowers. And all those long summers I spent on my uncle's dairy farm, where I was the only kid for miles around, probably sharpened my imagination. I remember spending hours wandering the woods looking for buried treasure, because, you know, there's a lot of buried treasure in upper Midwestern United States. I also played at being Robin Hood, leading my band of merry men on adventures against the Sheriff of Nottingham. Those were good times, and I do remember them fondly. So, in a way, I think that was a form of acting, even though I didn't realize it at the time. I was becoming characters in the stories I made up. I'd imitate a British accent for my Robin Hood. It helped at my mom's side of the family's English, so I'm familiar with it i talk like a pirate, calling my imaginary shipmates scallywags and old salts. And I really immersed myself in these characters. I was committed to them. I mean, keep in mind, as I mentioned earlier, there weren't any other kids around. And television at that time, at least at my uncle's farm, was two or three black and white stations that really didn't come in very well. I know this sounds like I grew up in the 1920s or something, but it was really 1970s rural America. No cable, just a small 13-inch black-and-white television that I'd watch wrestling on with my great-grandmother. And yeah, I'd even reenact the matches for her. Cheap entertainment, right? So I guess, in a way, I've enjoyed playing characters. However, in school, I was never really drawn to the drama or acting classes. I took one in junior high, but it wasn't a great experience, so I instead focused on my writing. Besides, by the time high school rolled around, I found that some of the girls my age had liked it when I wrote poetry for them. So, there you go. <laughs> Despite my experience with public school acting classes, I've always had an affinity for the art form. I mean, I love movies, love watching actors immerse themselves in roles, really own it. I'm often more impressed with the character actors, the more so with the character actors than the big stars. In fact, I often find that the leads to be I guess the weaker links in a production. Probably one of the best examples is the actor Gary Oldman. I can't tell you how many movies I've watched thinking, this guy is really familiar. Who is this? Only to discover during the end credits that it was Gary Oldman. The dude is amazing, changing his appearance, his gait, his voice, his face. I mean, he's a chameleon. There aren't a lot of actors who are that gifted, who put that much work into becoming a character. He reminds me a bit of Lon Chaney. Now, when it comes to immersion, Lon Chaney was the man, an actor's actor. If you are familiar with him, that's understandable. His career lasted only a few years, 18 I think, and it was at his height, and his height was during the silent movie era. However, he was powerful enough of an actor to garner the nickname, The Man of a Thousand Faces. His most famous roles were The Hunchback of Notre Dame in 1923 and The Phantom of the Opera in 1925. Now, if you've never seen these films, please try to find them and give them a watch. You might find them, I don't know, maybe on YouTube, maybe at your local library. The man was amazing. In fact, in several films, he played more than one character, transforming himself so much that the audience didn't know it was still him. This was because he developed his own makeup techniques to transform himself. I remember first reading about him in some, I think it was monster-themed magazines when I was a kid. Then later I saw the films. And just to give you an example, in The Phantom of the Opera, Cheney designed some wire circles that he placed inside his eyelids to force them open wider and make him look more bug-eyed. And then these plastic cups that he shoved inside his mouth up into his cheeks to give himself more pronounced cheekbones, making his face look more like a skull. It was incredibly painful for him to wear these devices, but he felt it was necessary to bring these characters to life. And he wasn't trying to terrify the audience. In his own words, he once wrote that, quote, I wanted to remind people that the lower types of humanity may have within them the capacity for supreme self-sacrifice. And he wanted to show that just because someone isn't beautiful doesn't mean that they're evil, which is often how movies portray them. And that's an actor I can admire, someone who completely transforms themselves and plays characters who are layered, who are more than just mm-hmm. two-dimensional. But I don't want to simply talk about actors. I want to discuss the art. I think it's safe to assume that acting, or acting out characters and events, has been around since before the written word, or even spoken language. That would make it one of the earliest forms of art alongside cave paintings. In ancient civilizations, plays were the main form of entertainment. I find it interesting that even today, plays are still a popular form of entertainment, and they really haven't changed much in structure. I think that's what fascinates me about this process. I mean, think about it. Acting isn't just about imagination. An actor has to emote, channel their emotions, express themselves, not just in words, vocally, but also in their body language, their emotions. Some even go so far as to use accents and dialects. Now, think about all the actors who learn new skills just for a part. Of course, action movies require a lot of actors to learn how to fight using different combat techniques, how to use different types of firearms, to fence, use knives, and they have to train for months to to prepare for some of these physical stunts. In other movies, actors learn to cook, to sew, to work on cars or computers, Some learn how to dance or paint, even pilot a plane or drive a race car. Sure, some of them are just going through the motions, but some actors take it so seriously and actually learn the basic skills needed in order to make it more realistic and to better understand the characters they're playing. I think this is similar to writing in a way, because as a writer, I have to inhibit the characters in my stories. I have to get to know them, learn their likes, their dislikes, their motivations. One of the things I learned from my creative writing workshops in college was that every character, no matter how minor, must want something. That's what drives us in life, and that's what drives the characters in fiction. Want. I want to own a house, so that's the reason I got a job. I want to date a specific person so I find out what their favorite restaurant is so I can take them there. Everything is driven by want. So in acting, like writing, a person has to know what their character wants in order to understand their motivations, their reasons for doing what they do. Luckily, writers don't have to fully live out the characters in their stories. And it seems to me that would be the most difficult part of being an actor. I mean, think about it. You spend days, maybe weeks or months, portraying a character who is different from you. They have wants and needs. They have issues and faults. And you have to channel all that in front of a camera over and over again, take after take, until the director's happy. That has to be incredibly taxing, not just physically, but mentally, too. Now I've heard of actors who played very difficult roles, like addicts or killers, who after the film is wrapped, they've had a hard time adjusting to being themselves again. I was recently watching an interview with the cast of Lovecraft Country. It's an HBO series that I enjoy. And one of the cast members, Michael K. Williams, talked about how playing his character, Montrose, ended up causing him some mental health issues. The character in the show is messed up. He's an alcoholic, he's an abuser, and he's the victim of abuse. He admits he had a hard time turning it off after shooting. Luckily, the showrunner and the producers saw what was happening, and they shut down production for a bit so he could get some help. Once he got through the issues, he was able to return to set and continue. To me, that almost seems to make acting a somewhat dangerous profession. It's not like working as a fireman or a lion tamer or something like that, but I can definitely but it could definitely take a toll on an actor's mental health. And keep in mind that actors are creative types as well, just like any other artist, and many artists have some mental health issues, depression, anxiety, things like that. However, where other artists can use their art, To work through these issues, to write about them, paint, etc., an actor has to immerse themselves into a character and pull from their own personal histories to channel emotions and feelings. I honestly don't know how an actor can play a difficult role, play a really messed up character, and yet maintain their own individuality. When it comes down to comparing art forms, I think acting is probably the most difficult to master. And just like any other art form, some people are born into it with natural talent, while others, well, we have to work at it. I'm not quite sure where I fall on that scale, probably closer to the work on it side of the spectrum, but I'm willing to do the work. However, even the actors who are amazing, the ones who make it look so effortless, like slipping into another set of clothes, they admit that it's hard. They have to study the script, have conversations with the writers, the director. They have to do research, practice, memorize their lines. It's make-believe on steroids. But despite that, my fascination with the craft continues to grow, and it's something I want to explore. With the current climate of social distancing and mask wearing, I know it's going to be a while, so I figured I'd spend my time reading up on it and practicing. My, My dogs are actually a pretty decent audience, at least They are for my story read-throughs. They they seem to like to pay attention to me, and if not, they start to chew on one of their toys or simply wander off. It can be tough, but an honest critique. (laughs) So here's what I'd like you to do. Next time you're watching something, a movie, a television show, a play, anything that includes actors, try to ignore the story for a bit and simply focus on the actors. Watch how they move, how they say their lines, how they interact with the other actors. See how they work around the camera and on the set. In other words, watch the artists at work. It's not unlike watching someone play an instrument, although in this case, the instrument is the actor themselves. I mean, you know how it is when you see live music. You get caught up in the song and the rhythm. But do you ever sort of tune all that out and simply watch the musicians at work? Do you watch how the guitarist's fingers move up and down the fretboard, or how the drummer's keeping time, the nuances of his playing? Or even how the singer uses their voice as an instrument, complementing the accompaniment? This is the same thing, but watch the actors act. It's something I like to do, especially with films and shows that I've already seen. The first time I watch it's to enjoy the overall story, but then I rewatch and I really pay attention to all the little details. In fact, I'm going to do a future episode on the craft of movie making. A lot of psychology goes into it from color schemes to props to music and sound effects. It's, it's fascinating. But for now, focus on the actors. For me as a writer, I find it inspirational to see how the people can create characters. And I think some of these skills can help me to create better characters in my stories. And you know, check it out. Let me know what you think. As always, thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on, and you know, check out my blog for posts about writing, creativity, and I've got links to my other creative projects. So until next time, please stay safe, be kind, be creative. Cheers.